Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Hey, thanks for checking in today. I, uh, you know, a great weekend, and I have a ton of stuff to get to. Unfortunately, I'm not going to get to most of it. I had some uh, other issues I needed to take care of today that kind of jumped in my way, so I wasn't able to gather everything together in a full format, but I did want to get to you with something, and that's, uh, I've done shows on it in the past. I will do, do shows on it in the future, and I'm going to dive into it even deeper, even deeper when it comes to... Um, when it comes to climate change and and CO2 pipelines and different things like that, I, I have a lot of information on this that I want to share with you. We had so many different things going on over the weekend. We had the, uh, the I mean, the climate change, obviously, is one thing. The Palestinian thing, the economy is still great. Bidenomics is amazing, although they haven't talked about it much. I'm not going to get into all of that. I'm not going to be able to get into all of that. We had a member expelled from Congress. I don't think that that should happen. I think that we need to let due process take its course. I think that it's it's to for Congress to completely expel somebody from the House without a legal process taking place first sets a very dangerous president. So, I mean, uh, you know, what's next? We could just, oh, I don't like what you said, so we're just going to we're just going to get rid of you. And that's kind of what happened with Santos. I, I think that Santos is a slime ball. I think he's very likely guilty. I think he's very likely, uh, very definitely a, a big piece of shit. Having said that, you don't just vote one of your own out, get rid of that vote without due process. And they didn't let due process take its course. Something broke right before I was going to, before I dive into the, the little topics, it's going to be a short show today. Like I said, I had a loaded show. I had all kinds of stuff I was going to talk about, and just technical difficulties, and then other issues I needed to take care of that took precedent and priority. I needed to take care of that, and so that's what I did. You do what you got to do in life, right? And, and especially when it involves family and business, and so that's what we did. At any rate, just before I started putting this abbreviated show together, this came out, and that is that... Uh, well, how, look at that. Douglas Mackey. He, so an, a federal appellate court has stayed his sentence. If you don't remember, he was convicted. He was charged and convicted of election fraud, interference, blah, 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 for creating this meme. And the meme said, that's the meme right there that you see on your screen. Avoid the lines. Vote from home. Text Hillary to 59925. Well, apparently Hillary took offense to this and well, what what do you know? Next thing you know, some guy who created a meme is being charged with a crime and then sentenced to prison. Fortunately, somebody in the federal appellate system had some well, I, I guess I don't know, some some wherewithal or some fortitude or some ethics or some common fucking sense, right? And they were able to say, "Look, man, this is not you're not going to just uh, put this guy in prison because he made a meme, right? And so that that has been stayed. Undoubtedly, the government is going to appeal it up the line further because that's what they do, because they hate you, they hate freedom, they hate anything that you have to say. That's something else I want to talk about. Liz Cheney still thinks she's relevant. We're going to talk about her too, but not today. What I want to talk about today is some of the some of the insanity with the climate cult, the 
the climate hoax, if you will. And the, they, they say that people who support Trump are in a cult. Man, <laughs> I tell you, to believe in this climate bullshit and that they've been shoving down our throats since I was, I'm 50, I hate to say how old I am. I'm in my, let me just, just say I'm in my 50s. And from the time I can remember, from the time I have memory, which is what they say probably, you know, three to five years old, you start to form memories, long-lasting memories that you can keep. There has always been a climate hoax. There's always been a doom and gloom. There's always been a chicken little sky is falling piece of shit out there grifting off of absolute bullshit science that has nothing to do with reality, nothing to do with real science, nothing to do with the end of the world. But they will say the end of the world is not. Just give us more money. You guys just live like peasants and eat fucking bugs. Stop using electricity. Stop using coal. Stop using fuel. And give us all your money. If you just do that, we can save the world. We can end climate change. Well, we're approaching winter. You know, and we're officially in winter. It hasn't really hit hard in most regions yet, but it's getting ready to. Another form of climate change that we're getting ready to hit. Here, here's kind of a best of, of where all the globalists, all of the, I mean, these people are evil. These people, they're, these are not normal people. These are extremist, controlling, power-tripping demons. Period. These people have no soul. They sold their soul a long time ago for positions of power. The next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner. And it is the climate crisis. Yeah, the next crisis. So we we did we did the COVID thing. The next crisis is right around the corner where we can control your lives. The climate crisis. What do you have to say about that, uh, Beijing Biden? What good is going to come from the sacrifices of dealing with the climate crisis? And the sacrifices and the sacrifices and the sacrifices. Sacrifice. Well, how about no more heat or air conditioning or electricity or cars or wearing leather or eating meat or having children? Our own politicians claim that they too have the power to change the weather with their own offerings to the sky god. We will eliminate sales of internal combustion engines. People eat too much meat. We can use human engineering to make it that we're intolerant to meat. Agriculture contributes about 33% of all the emissions of the world. Can't get to net zero unless agriculture is front and center. I find myself getting more and more militant because there shouldn't be any more coal-fired power plants permitted anywhere in the world. Militant. Yes, you are a militant piece of shit. He doesn't know a th- fucking thing about climate. He doesn't have a degree in climate change. He hasn't. He's not a climatologist. He's he's a freaking. He has a political science degree. Climate czar, my ass. All right, let's keep going. The era of global warming has ended. The era of global boiling has arrived. The Earth is even hotter than ever. Unprecedented temperatures on a global scale. Climate change constitutes an immediate risk to our national security. A clear and present danger. Code red for humanity. It's code red. It is an existential threat. By 600,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every single day on the Earth. 
The world is going to end in 12 years. Five years, we will have the first ice-free Arctic summer. Less than a decade, our entire planet will face irreparable harm. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. How dare you! I probably have one of the highest greenhouse gas footprints of anyone on the planet. Millions will die if we just abandon electricity. It will be a complete impoverishment and enslavement. I don't want you to be hopeful. I want you to panic. Because their religion demands it. Are you prepared to declare a national emergency with respect to climate change? I've already done that. Can lock down entire countries. This may make us more open to radical ideas about how to deal with climate change. Where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? Individual carbon footprint tracker. If you were to give these people what they wanted, they would cause more death than Hitler, Mao, and Stalin combined. The climate change death toll. Well, there you have it, right from the horse's ass. These people want total control of your lives, your families, your households, your travel, your commerce. This is all it's about is control. That's that plain and simple. That's what it is. Think I'm wrong? Hmm. All right. The Kamala Harris the climate change expert that she is because she blew her way to the top has this to blow out of her mouth. Around the world, there are those who seek to slow or stop our progress. Leaders who deny climate science, delay climate action, and spread misinformation. Corporations that greenwash climate inaction and lobby for billions of dollars in fossil fuel subsidies. In the face of their resistance, and in the context of this moment, we must do more. We must do more. We cannot be burdened by what has been. Whatever her fucking euthanism is that she always uses. Look, we, we need cheap energy. The, the, you're not a global power without cheap energy. China understands this. Russia understands this. And the fact is, these things are not measurably impacting the climate. I'm going to show you in just a little bit. Stay around. I'm going to go through a timeline of all the climate, 50 years of climate doomsday, sky is falling bullshit, starting in the 60s. When I was, when I was born, late, late, late six, very late sixties. Okay, let's be clear on that. We're gonna go through a timeline of all of that. So stay tuned because I, I, this is just this is leading up to you. And, and again, this is an abbreviated episode. We're going to stick to this single topic today. I've got a lot more to say about it. I need a little to do a little bit more research on the carbon pipelines because that's a that's a big freaking deal. It's a big deal. But first, let's hear from Hillary Clinton. You know, she 
She is trying so hard to stay relevant, kind of like Liz Cheney. I mean, these people, they, they live in a family. Once they, they once they become, once they get kicked out of the, the scene, then they try to stay relevant by trying to sound smart, smart by trying to, uh, you know, insert themselves in the situations they've got no business being in. Here, here's Hillary Clinton, climate czar extraordinaire, scientist. Da, 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 da. We're seeing uh, and beginning to pay attention and to count and record uh, the deaths that are related to climate. More people have, uh, I think more people have found death from being re- involved with the Clintons than climate change. Climate and by far the biggest killer is extreme heat. I mean, mm. even in Europe last summer. Even in Europe. As if there's some sort of second-class country, even in Europe. Which uh, has the ability to count and figure out what happened. They recorded. They have the ability to count in Europe. I'm glad they have, you know, Hillary, she's, they, they have the ability to count in Europe. Bravo. I'm so glad they finally reached that phase of evolution where they have the ability to count. God, who'd have thought? I didn't know they ever lacked the ability. 61,000 deaths because of the heat in Europe. 61,000 deaths because of the heat in Europe. I went ahead and uh, did a quick quick little fact check on this. And notice how she says 61,000 deaths because of heat. Not because of climate change. Not because of heat caused by climate change. No, no. Just 61,000 deaths because of heat. This includes deaths by heat exhaustion, deaths by overexposure, deaths by burns and fires. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Basically, every death that was caused by any form of heat, be it fire, be it heat exhaustion, whatever, she is trying to say that it is, the implication is, is it's because of climate change. All right, let's, you know, I heard this, you got to hear the rest of it too. Here's the expert. We don't have that kind of number yet from Africa, Asia, Latin America, but we know and estimate that we probably uh, could uh, measure about 500,000 deaths. And the Okay. How can you know and estimate about... <laughs> Look, either you know, either you're estimating, or either it's about. But we know, we estimate, there are about... Covered about every base there. A half a million deaths. Yeah, you know what? I think people in South America and Africa fucking die down there a lot from heat exhaustion and heat-related illnesses and heat stroke because it's fucking hot. It's always been hot. You dumb bitch. You manipulative, power-hungry, tripping bitch. Hmm. 
Hey, hey, hey. Majority of those are women and girls, and particularly pregnant women. And, and to make it worse, not only are people dying because it's so fucking hot in Africa all the time, the majority of those are women, and even that, to make it worse, pregnant women. Oh. All because of you people, you, you evil, evil capitalists using cheap electricity and coal. All because you, you, know, you want to drive your car and go to work. And have your lights on and heat in your fucking house. You are the reason pregnant women are dying in Africa. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. You terrible, terrible fossil fuel using bastard. What's the reality? Well, here's a chart of the maximum temperatures average on Earth going back to 1895. It looks like we're actually in a period of cooling. Looks like, uh, you know, we kind of spiked around 2000, then it's dropped again. 1828 was a particularly bad year. It was way the hell up there. It was It was hot. In 1828, you want to talk about climate, excuse me, 1928. This chart started in 1825, 1895, 1928. 1928 was a bad year. It was was freaking hot. And look at where we are now. At the end of the chart. Yeah. Weird. How about days above 100? The average days above 100 in the United States. Oh, again, we have to go back to this is since 1895, the chart. This chart is very similar to the last. At the end of the chart, you see where we're at today, which is, meh, meh, nothing. This is just kind of what it's always been in our lifetime anyway. You know, anybody who's living right now, it's kind of been the same. Go back to 1928. Oh, now that was a that was a bad year. That peak, that spike you see right here, that was back in 1928. This facts. This if you want to follow the science, as I always love to say, you want to follow the science. The statistics and the reality of it is, the ice caps aren't melting. People aren't dying from heat due to climate change. In fact, it's cooler now than it has been since 1928. That was a bad year in a lot of ways, right? Great Depression and all. These people are lying to you. And they're doing it just like they did for COVID. But this climate thing, this is their... They can completely move in the new world order and globalization and control of the planet in order to, in the name of saving the planet. Because if we don't institute all these radical changes, if we don't turn everybody into peasants to make you eat bugs, if we don't shut down coal-fired power, even though there's tons of clean energy out there, nuclear power, number one, duh, 
But no, no, no. No, no. We need to shut down all coal-fired power plants. We need to shut down all drilling for oil. And charge you a shit ton of money for electric cars that nobody wants, man. People don't, they're not buying them. The auto industry is saying, oh, this, this is not working, man. We've got inventory on our lots that we can't get rid of. You guys, this is this has got to stop. This has got to stop. Al Gore, <laughs> an inconvenient dickhead. There is a 75% chance that the entire North Polar Ice Cap during summer, during some of the summer months could be completely ice-free within the next five to seven years. You have sea ice, which is melting at a rate that the Arctic Ocean now increasingly is exposed. In five years, scientists predict we will have the first ice-free Arctic summer. Yeah. In, in five years, uh, scientists predict that you're probably going to be in a in an old folks home. And, and good riddance. Goodbye. I hope that your life sucks there. But if we just if we just you know if you if we just sacrifice a little more, if you just give us a little more money, if we just can enter into more agreements like the Paris Climate Accord, all will be good. Well, We've been in 30 years of agreements. And not a lot of it's changing. Let's see here. Back in in the, in the late 80s, we had the Rio Agreement. These are, I'm going to go, uh, institutional, this is from NOAA, atmospheric CO2. These are all the agreements we've entered into. And if you look, so the CO2 level continues to rise. You see that? And despite all of these amazing agreements, these climate agreements, Rio, Berlin, Kyoto, Geneva, Buenos Aires, Bonn, Hogue, Morocco, Delhi, Buenos Aires, again, they're pretty special, uh, Nairobi, Montreal, Copenhagen, Bali, Cancun, Doha, Paris, Glasgow, and Cairo, all of these climate agreements, and yet, and all this money that they've taken from from their taxpayers and from their treasuries, and yet the CO two continues to uh, to do what it do. Continues to do what it do. So what's up with that? I mean, we keep giving them more money, and they keep they keep not delivering results. While well, it's government, it's power, it's control, it's all of that. John Kerry. He's the current climate czar. He, he's the guy who says, well, you know, I'm going to fly around in my private jet and tell you all to eat bugs and we need to close down all coal-fired power plants. We ought to be transitioning out of coal. There shouldn't be any more coal-fired power plants permitted anywhere in the world. That's how you can do something for health. And the reality is that we're not doing it. So... Um, you know, the measure here is is really uh, sounding the alarm bell. I find myself getting more and more militant because I do not understand how adults who are in position of responsibility can be avoiding responsibility for taking away those things that are killing people on a daily basis. You know what? You, you, you want to know what would kill people? You want, you want to know what would really kill people? Like, 
on a massive global scale, shut down all coal-fired power plants. <laughs> no one would have heat. They wouldn't have air conditioning. Speaking of heat-related deaths, no air conditioning because, <laughs> well, you can't get power to your home because we've shut down all the coal-fired power plants. <laughs> Let's have a fucking party. You want to know what would kill a lot of people? Putting corporations into poverty, putting people into poverty, making them eat bugs. That's what would kill a lot of people. How about CO2? Look at this. Life expectancy. Ah, interesting. Mm. Atmospheric CO2. This is interesting because as the atmospheric, so on the on the left, the green, you have life expectancy, okay, and on the on the bottom in the purple, you have atmospheric CO two levels. This is measured since nineteen eighty eight. So as you can see, it's almost like CO2 is good for people. It's almost like, <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk data, it's like, oh man, to see if more CO2, the better we're living longer. I'm not saying that's the case. That's an interesting thing. All right. I promised you, uh, and we're going to, we're going to close up here pretty quick. I do want to go through the timeline that I, that I promised at the beginning of this uh, abbreviated episode. So here is 50 years of doom and gloom, 50 years of climate predictions that failed. Again, I've been, I've been, I'm in my fifties. My entire life, since I can remember, I have been inundated with the end of the world because of climate in one form or another by politicians. Notice it's never really scientists that shout out about it. It's never really the, you know, the, the people that, that really are in the know. It's always the politicians that raise the alarm. Why is it always the politicians that sound the alarm on this shit? I'm going to run you through a little timeline. So this, I want you to uh, actually, this website if you go to it, um, and, and Mark J. Perry puts it up, and, and uh, see, I cut off the URL. I'm sorry. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna drop that to, off to you. In fact, make sure make sure I'm gonna look real quick because I want you to go to this website because every single one of these sources that they cite has a link to it with the article and who made the prediction. So this is not just some made up stuff. Go to this website. It is AEI.org. AEI.org slash carpe dash diem slash 50 years of fail. But but if you just go to that initial website, then then you're you're gonna find it. Okay. So go there 
And you're going to find what I'm showing you right now. You're going to find all of the sources linked right in to it. 50 years of failed doomsday eco-apocalyptic predictions. The so-called experts are O450. You'll die of old age when we die of climate change. Great topic. So uh, modern doomsayers have been predicting climate and environmental disaster since the 1960s. They continue to do so today. None of the apocalyptic predictions with due dates as of today have come true. Not one. What follows is a collection of notable wild predictions from notable people in government and science. And so, uh, you know, the first, so the first 27 failed alarming predictions below are from the, uh, CEI post uh, Mary previous collection and posted by Tony Heller on real climate science. So see Tony's Heller video below that I'm telling you, go to this website. Lots of great information for more than 50 years. Climate alarmists in the science community and environmental movement have not gotten even one prediction. Correct. Not one. So they sit there. So their track record is not good for 50 years. They've been calling doom and gloom and making predictions about the climate. Not a single Fucking one has come true. But you better believe them now. Believe them now. Why the hell? Your your record's not good. Why would I believe you now when you've never gotten one single thing right in the past? Hmm. But they do have a perfect record of getting 41 predictions wrong. In other words... On at least 41 occasions, these so-called experts have predicted some terrible environmental catastrophe that was imminent, and it never happened. So think about that. The so-called experts are 0-41 with their predictions. And here they are. 1967, dire famine forecast by 1975. Again, go to this website that I mentioned. Check it out. If you missed it, rewind a little bit. You're going to hear it. 1969, everyone will, great year, by the way, 1969, everyone will disappear in a cloud of blue steam by 1989. 1970, Ice Age by 2000, 1970 again, America's subject to water rationing by 1974 and food rationing by 1980. 1971, they said, new Ice Age coming by 2020 or 2030. Well, I guess we don't know if that's false yet or not because it's not 2030. We still have seven years to go. I guess we could have some sort of weird ice age within the next seven years. Although, how can we have ice age when they're talking about about high temperatures killing people? This does not jive. Is it high temperatures? Is it cold temperatures? Is it acid rain? What the hell is killing us? What is ruining the planet? Make up your fucking minds. That's why they didn't call it global warming anymore. They don't call it global cooling anymore. They call it climate change because that's a warm and fuzzy feel good that covers everything right covers everything 1972 new ice age by 2070 oh there's a bull prediction that person's dead now by the way whoever made that prediction so don't ever gonna have to Never going to have to account for it. 1974 uh, space satellites show new ice age coming fast I, Ice ages were, that was a popular thing in the, in the seventies. That was obviously that's the Vogue into the world scenario at that time. 1974, another ice age, 1974, ozone depletion, a great peril to life. 1976, science consensus, a planet cooling. 
Famines imminent. That was in 1976. Famines were imminent. Uh, 23, 33, 43, and 4 is 47 years ago. 47 years ago, famines are imminent. 1980, acid rain kills life in lakes. Remember the acid rain threat? We're all going to die because acid rain is going to kill everything. 1978, backing up a little bit. No end in sight to 30-year coolie trend. But they're telling you now that we're in a warming trend. Are we cooling or are we warming? I'm I'm confused. 1988, regional droughts that never happened in 1990s. 1988, temperatures in D.C. will hit record highs. Bold prediction. 1988, Maldives Islands will be underwater by 2018. They're not. 1989, rising sea levels will obliterate nations. If nothing is done by 2000, so now we're now we're into the global warming phase. So the 70s were it was the you know it's like clothing, you know clothing kind of goes by decade by generation. So 70s people wore bell bottoms and they talked about global cooling. In the 80s they wore spandex and they talked about global warming. Well, not everybody wore spandex. I may I'm not going to admit to this. I may or may not have worn spandex. Well. Maybe I'll pull out an old picture one day. Wouldn't that be fun? Mm-hmm. 1989, New York City, West Side Highway underwater by 2019. Oh, we're past that. It's not. The West Side Highway in New York is perfectly fine. Uh, 2000, children won't know what snow is. That was in 2000. Just 23 years ago, they were saying, children won't know what snow is. 2002, famine in 10 years. If we don't give up eating fish, meat, and dairy, you must eat bugs. That was in 2002, and it said in 10 years. So in 2012, 11 years ago, apparently we're in famine. 2004, Britain will be Siberia by 2024. So next year, Britain, look out. You're going to be Siberia. You're going to be a winter wasteland. I'm sorry, Britain, man. Sucks to be you. Sucks to be you. 2008, Arctic will be ice-free by 2018. The Arctic, in fact, has more ice than it has in centuries. 2008, climate genius Al Gore predicts ice-free Arctic by 2013. 2009, climate genius Prince Charles says, we have 96 months to save the world. That was in 2009. Where's 96 months? I'm poor, you know, at math. So in 19, uh, or in 2009, he said 96 months. Some of you are going, Dan, man, you're horrible. Don't do this. Don't make yourself look so foolish. 96 divided by 12. Eight, eight years. In eight years. I don't think that happened because that would have been 2017. Wrong again. 2009 climate genius Al Gore moves 2013 prediction of ice-free Arctic to 2014. Still didn't happen. 2013 ice-free Arctic by 2015. Still didn't happen. 2014 only 500 days before climate chaos. Now we're going to back up a little bit. In 1968, overpopulation will spread worldwide. Now they're worried about not enough population. 1970, world will use up all its natural resources. 1966, oil gone in 10 years. They're not right very often. 1972, oil depleted. Oh, not 10 years now. So six years later. Uh, 20 years. Oil is going to be depleted in 20 years. I remember those. I remember those headlines. Department of Energy says oil will peak in the 90s. 
1980, peak oil in 2000. 1996, peak oil in 2020. 2002, peak oil in 2010. 2006, super hurricanes. 2005, Manhattan underwater by 2015. 1970, urban citizens will require gas masks by 1985. Y'all got your gas mask? That was really in hip in the 80s, but that was more of the punk scene, not, not the... Not the survival scene. 1970. Nitrogen buildup will make all land unusable. Dun, dun, dun. Also 1970. Decaying pollution will kill all the fish. And in the 1970s, killer bees. Remember the killer bees? That still pops up once in a while. And then he added nine additional ones uh, that popped up since he uh, made this original page. 1975. The cooling world and a drastic decline in food production. 1969. Worldwide plague. Overwhelming pollution, ecological catastrophe, virtual collapse of UK by end of 20th century. Mm -hmm. 1972, pending depletion of shortages of gold, tin, oil, natural gas, copper, aluminum. Are you getting the idea here? It doesn't matter what it is as long as they can scare the fuck out of you. 1970, oceans dead in a decade. Water, water rationings by 1974, food rationings by 1980. 1988, they said, world's leading climate expert predicts lower Manhattan underwater by 2018. Five years ago, Manhattan, last time I checked, is not underwater. 2005, 50 million climate refugees by the end of 2020. They're coming across our southern border, by the way, if you ask the Biden administration. 2000, snowflakes are now a thing of the past. 1989, UN warns that entire nations wiped off face of Earth by 2000 from global warming. And number 50, in 2011, the Washington Post predicted cherry blossoms blooming in the winter. Oh, I wish they would. I, I missed my cherry blossoms, man. They, it'd be nice if they bloomed in the winter. So there you go, folks. There is 50 years of climate predictions. And so I ask you again what I asked you earlier in the hour. And this turned out to be a longer episode than I, than I ever thought it would. So I would ask you again, what... Based on their history of climate predictions, based on the history of their accuracy or inaccuracy of their climate predictions, why in the world would you believe what you're telling them today? It's bullshit. It's absolute, utter bullshit. Anybody who believes in it is simply, they're just willfully ignorant or they're a useful fucking idiot. Period. Unbelievable. Man, oh man. Uh, hey. Anyway, I hope you hope you all had a great weekend. Um, did I have some weirdness today? Oh, I did have one little bit of weirdness before before we close. One one little thing. I mean, thank you, thank you, thank you. Look at this. Distinguished guest. Again, he has a 50-50 chance of coming off the, the stage. And the first lady and the honorees depart. He has no idea where he's going. Your illustrious president, commander in chief. Uh, well, where do I go? Uh, which which way do I go? Oh, okay, that way. Here, let me let me help you down these stairs so you don't fall over. Ay, ay, ay. Again, he's got a 50-50 chance of getting it right when he comes off stage. 
I'm a musician. I've never, I mean, if I don't know which direction to go, I just jump off the front of the stage. Right. All right. Hey, anyway, hey, thanks for watching. If you've just been listening on uh, one of the podcast channels, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. Uh, oh, later in the week, I do want to point out that uh, later in the week, I've got, we're going to do a show on, on cash bail and cashless bail and crime in general across the United States of America. I have a Texas bail attorney. Ken Good is coming on. He's an attorney. He's he's a, a professional bondsman of the state of Texas. He belongs to that organization. He's going to be on the show. It's going to be great. That's going to be on Thursday, December 7th. So make sure you catch that. All right. Anyway, hey, if you've just been listening on the radio or, or one of the podcast channels, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the Nun Report. I'm on all the socials at the Nun Report, except for Twitter, where I am just at Nen Report because I didn't get the handle. Actually, the old one got nuked. So I had to do something else. <sighs> anyway, hey, uh, just go to my website, thenenreport.com. You can catch it all right there. Anyway, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. Cheers.